Hey, let's kick off an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio, which is brought to you free every week from the folks at, well, where else? Geekinthecity.com. You can also watch us stream the show weekly every Tuesday on twitch.com forward slash geekinthecity at 6.30 p.m. Pacific Time. If you enjoy the show, you can also help us out over on patreon.com forward slash geekinthecity. Your support there helps us do more content and create more shows and overall make it a better experience for you, the best audience in the world. As always, always share the show and make some comments for us or give us a five-star rating on any of the platforms you enjoy listening to this show on. And with that, let's kick off this all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. Welcome to issue 671 of Geek in the City Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Duran. I'm one of your other hosts, Spinarita. And I am your other, other host, Cable Hushtag. How's it going, everybody? (laughs) Damn it! (laughs) Both of you. Do you really want to take it? Go ahead. I. I wanted it to sync up with Aaron uh, and uh, hoist it. Ah, uh, we should have timed it better. It's slightly different today. Ah, uh, I take full. I take full uh, responsibility for that failure. Then do not feel bad. That's what you should. Do. I, I take no responsibility for anything. I take it for. I've taken there you go. enough <laughs> responsibility for the day. I'm I'm done with my responsibilities. Oh yeah, what happened today? Other than you're, so just, in, you're, you're Mr. Manager now. Yes, in my new role as uh, one of our four assistant managers at Guardian Games, uh, I am most frequently on the floor um, guiding my fellow co-workers <laughs> who were all children. <laughs> yes, you work with children. I say that lovingly. The, the, the average age of a Guardian employee is 25, which is half my age. Yeah, no, that's still for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's too young for, for all of us, I think. It's great. I mean, they have energy. I just tell them, yes, you're doing great. Good job. Go yeah, do I was more say, of that. Like, too young for, like, for what? For manipulating? But no. Um, well, no, because no, if they're 25, their brains age. are done cooking. That's true. <laughs> yeah, oh, they get God. to use them for the first time ever. <laughs> that is the scary part, for sure. Mm-hmm. I thought we weren't going to talk about the fact that it's election day. We not, are we? Did we? <laughs> no, I, I, that was a joke. I don't, maybe it didn't make, oh. make a lot of sense. Oh, oh. sorry, brother. I, 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 I follow what you're putting down, Bean. I get it. Thank you. Thank you. I'm there with you. I got nothing on that one. I am I am a little lost puppy. I understand. 
Totally Sorry, fine. like I, I think yeah. I mentioned this before we went on the air. Uh, it was a rough night for me. Uh, did not sleep well, which these days translates to not feeling well most of the day. Um, mainly because I take half my meds at night. So I have now set my alarm for the evening as well to remind me to take my old man pills. So I sleep better. I am up to six pills uh, every day. Every day? Uh, All in the morning. Does that that count vitamins or just pills? Just meds? Just drogas? No, no. It includes my vitamins. Um, Okay. I I guess like prescribed to me, I take three pills. And then there's a fourth that's a supplement that my doctor told me to take. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no, I'm I, up to, uh, um, I'm up to a bit. I, I have five. no room to complain. You have how many? I think five. I'm trying to think at night, it's four prescriptions at night, two in the morning. So six plus three different vitamins. Ooh. I, I have no room to complain. I take a multivitamin and then I take Prozac. That's it. Yay! I bought a uh, a one month pill organizer. Ooh, I'm looking very deep. forward to it arriving. Mm. Sorry, it's in Do Not Disturb. I don't know why this. You bought the one month one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not going to refill a thing of pills every week. But then you got to do it every month. Whatever. I guess it's all the same in the end. Yes. I like weekly because then I get a little bit more heads up about needing to order refills. Um, because for some ungodly reason, we still use Walgreens and that this is the most inept pharmacy I've ever dealt with. Um, sorry if you're a Walgreens fan or if you were a potential sponsor. <laughs> That's fine. I, I don't uh, think either of those things exist. Yeah, no, there's not good. someone who is a fan of Walgreens. Yeah, that's, that's right. And Walgreens <laughs> that was one of my first jobs. Yeah. For whatever that's worth. Yeah. Do you ever get I the mean, soft spot it's... for your first job? Kind of like, oh. Mm. oh, only about very specific things. Like mm. um, they used to wear these little blue vests. Yep. Um, uh, and they, I don't know. I always thought it was kind of cute. Uh, and then the other thing is uh, facing the store. Uh, anyone like, who's worked in retail, like product, I product facing. Yeah, at the end of every yeah. day, you you know, like mm-hmm. you pull everything forward and rotate all the packages that like aren't I, straight. I still yeah, do but, that when I'm in a store. I do too. <laughs> um, at Walmart, they called it zone defense. Don't forget, guy, folks, it's time for your zone defense. That was suggested. That was code for straighten up the aisles. Nope, I don't like it. Yeah, no. And at the end of the night, if you were a closer, like you had to have an assistant manager walk through your area for them to approve whether or not you could actually check out and go home. Because Walmart. I mean, so, yeah. We do that. <laughs> it's sure, but I'm guessing it's a little different. It is. It, it, <laughs> it is. I can directly go, hi, you forgot to do a thing. And they go, oh, God. There, it's done. Yeah. Cool. Go home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. This was sometimes managers just wanting to have a power trip, which was always super fun. 
I can see where that could become a very infantilizing thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. And often. It's also not the point of what management should be. No. No. Uh, So, yeah. This is all true. Sorry, we're just. La 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 la. I'm just going through stuff here. It's fine. This is what happens when we don't have enough sleep, when we are actively busy throughout our day and we don't get a guest <laughs> i'm working on it no i know how that's that's not why i was saying i know, that. I, know. I i didn't think that that's what you were saying um, my new um, my hoodie but, arrived it's kind of hard to read here but it says brujo brujo's on it nice. and there's a new there's a new like beer imprint they all work at different breweries but they do blends together called brujo brewing hmm. and you can't see it because it's on my back but it's like a bitch and pentagram made out of hop vines that's cool yeah it's pretty cool that's looking. very cool so it's not a zip up but it's all right it was a major award so i can't complain major award major award, mm-hmm. major award. uh okay so we don't have a guest but what are we going to talk about tonight well i spent uh most of saturday at the portland book fair put on by the literary arts association of portland which we want to hear all about. Yeah, I can jump into that. And then what else? Uh, I think since we've all seen She-Hulk, we can do a nice little dive in that will have spoilers. So if you haven't seen all of She-Hulk, uh, we'll give you a heads up when we start. Yeah. You'll know it's time to mute the podcast when we break the fourth wall. <laughs> Sorry. We couldn't help it. Wait. Was that breaking the fourth wall? Was that a wall break and a wall break? Inside a wall. Sir, this is a Walgreens. We're not going to be talking about that. <laughs> How did we circle back to Walgreens? That was, it always that comes was... back. I don't know. Because you leave a trail of their massive receipts. You can't get lost that way. Um, so, yeah, Portland Book Fair. Um, so I had one panel. Uh, it was a YA panel about magic in like YA literature. Basically it was like, the so you were a guest. Yes. I'm sorry. I was a guest. Yes. Uh, my panel and a big chunk of where I was at the Portland book fair was at the old church in Southwest Portland. Mm-hmm. It is just called the old church. Um, many Portlanders have seen many, a Christmas concert in the old church. Uh, I used to walk by it when I had to go to my, when I lived in Goose Hollow, I always walked by it and thought it was cool. I also remember that that's where I filmed I filmed an episode of Grimm and got jumped by a Christmas goblin. I remember when you did that. <laughs> yep. I was like, wait a minute. I have been attacked by a Christmas goblin in this room. It's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so my panel was pretty cool. Was... Cool. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, please. Oh. No, no. So, yeah. The... <laughs> What's going on? Um, so, yeah. My panel was about YA books, about magic and YA books. So I got to talk a little bit about Season of the Bruja, what inspires it, the book, you know, what people can expect. Um, the panel moderator, name, her name is Heidi. She asked some kind of like fun questions and stuff. Like um, uh, one of them was like, if, if you didn't care about any kind of like comeback on you, what is something you would hex people over? And um, mine was not using turn signals. Hmm. Hmm. 
And my hex would be, may your socks never, ever be completely dry. Because I'm the worst. <laughs> no, no, you know what's oh. the worst? Is uh, if, the, um, if the shower curtain liner touches you. Oh, oh I hate that so much. Because it just feels unclean. It is unclean. It's unclean. Wash your shower curtain liners, people. I just have that big door now. Which you still should wash, also. Yes. Yes. Not but, only oh, yeah, no, writers, I, but I replace them. Routinely. Oh, it's even worse when, like, it's sorry. It's even worse when a person has that shower liner that's like quasi cloth. You know. Well, well, the cloth ones are better for being washed. Yeah, but they just feel. I don't know. They just, I don't know. Yeah, I'm getting weirded out talking about it. We got to quit talking about this. It's freaking me out. You're disinvited from showering at my house. Wait, so were we planning a shower party? (laughs) That That appears to be where this is going. Let me text Jen like, oh, Bean said I can't go shower anymore. (laughs) Said I mocked her curtains. Moving on. All right, then. What were you going to say, Cable? I don't remember. We can move on. <laughs> um, what I did tell Bean this, I think, either Sunday morning or Saturday evening, that I have adopted one of her mannerisms, which first came to life when I was on the panel. Uh, we were talking about something. The modern asked us, what is something our editor would say we use too much of? Um in writing. And I said, well, I use the word amazing a lot. Um, and that I am really in love with ellipses, but that my editor then said, don't use ellipses, use the M dash. And that's when I, I was given the story. And that's when I leaned in and said, go on. (laughs) (laughs) And I do love the M dash. It's wonderful. It's very aesthetically pleasing. I love the M dash, but uh, in a like you know rapid fire situation, it's 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 a little clunky. So sure. I, mean, I I always just use ellipses. If you're on a regular keyboard, that it's not hard. But by that point, you're already really in the habit of using ellipses. I've got a shortcut for the M dash now. It's just for me. It's just a quick um, left middle finger of F ten and. M dash. Fancy. Yeah. I still can't program my keyboard to have the A with the accent over it. So I still have to copy and paste that from goddamn insert image from Word. That's weird. Because I'll look it up and it's like, yeah, hold down Windows icon, control, shift, apostrophe, then take your finger off, press one and A. And I'm like, okay, sure. That's fine. Um, Just press... Uh, Windows command and period, and that brings up the menu for it. Well, well, I'll just probably create another shortcut key. That'll just make Next time we're in person, I'll show you. There you go. Thanks. Uh, yeah. Bex asked that I have a favorite moment with readers at the book fest. Um, I mean, we got some really good questions from people. That was pretty cool. But right afterwards, we were signing copies because Powell's had a few, had a handful of everyone's book, their physical copies for sale. So there are Season of the Bruja floating out there with certain people that bought it then. So, um, which is hmm. pretty cool. 
So I got a lot of people who came up and were like, your book sounds really, a lot of people that were like really interested in what the book was about, especially dealing with cultural stuff and, you know, which myths that really aren't ever talked about, which is anything that's not European, basically, okay. you know, or isn't by like, you know, Buckland's book of, of green magic, which I tried really hard not to make fun of when I was on the panel because one of the people was clearly a old school Buckland person, which whatever, you know, we all discovered at a certain time. That's fine. I just made the joke that D and D did exactly what to me, what my parents were afraid it would do. So well done D and D. I don't know what Buckland book you are referring to. I think his name is Raymond Buckland. He was one of the first okay. people to like really write about which stuff. So I don't see grain magic, but I see he did complete book of witchcraft, uh, Buckland's book of gypsy magic. Yeah, no, he has a bunch of spirit communications. Well, I think the green thing goes hand in hand with his like. He's one of the guys I think that kind of like kickstarted the Wiccan movement in the sixties. Mm. Uh, I believe um, you're right. Yeah, that's kind of. Ooh, thump, thump, thump. Uh, but yeah, I mean, god damn, he wrote a lot of stuff. Woo. Yeah, he did. Yeah, that dude <laughs> stayed busy. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, everyone eventually runs into a Buckland book. Like, you just can't avoid it. You know, whether you buy it or not, you're going to find it. Yeah, here like is the phrasing book. of it. The Buckland book. The Buckland books, yeah. Yeah, he, he owns these concepts, you see. And thus it's the authority. The concept of Buckland? Yes, he is. He buckles. No, that's Buckles. So, yeah, I mean, it was cool. I, the they had a lot of, like, there were a lot of fun little small press folks there. Um, mm-hmm. So I got to check out some small press titles and whatnot, and that was pretty cool. Um, and then, of course, naturally, the only thing I bought was not a book. It was this candle. <laughs> <laughs> that I showed a little bit more of it online and it had like a she has a uh, a crow's like a crow skull uh, mold that she can then use that to mold on top of the candle so it's pretty cool oh Come right on. yeah I remember you posted yeah that. yeah her I'll I'll share a link with her stuff on the show I forgot I can barely read it right now because it's in very small print and in cursive so Whew, yeah, other than that, you know, ran into some listeners, which you always do, and they always say hi, so that was cool. But uh, yeah, no, that was my Saturday. It was a lot of fun. Um, That's good. So far, I do not have that kind of grumpy, burned out comic person of like, oh, I got to do another show. Oh, I got to do another panel. I'm like, eh, I, I like it. You know, I also feel like it's the least you can do you know, in ways of giving back to readers or whatnot is letting them chat out with you and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I still have a lot of fun doing it. I still quite enjoy, enjoy going and doing these things. So yeah, everyone was masked up heavily masked event, which is also good. Good. There you go. Twas my very, Saturday. Very well. Mm-hmm. Does it sound like something that they want to bring you back for? I don't know. I mean, I think it's something, I mean, they might, 
Um, especially if I have a new title out this year or, you know what I mean? The next time it rolls around. So, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Um, you know, I'm a pretty easy get, like I'm local. So it's not like, <laughs> um, oh my God, the one thing I forgot to talk about, I didn't even realize she was there. So they had an odd, they had an attendee cocktail party that evening and I saw a, a woman there and I was like, she looks really familiar. And I had, you know, I went away and grabbed like a beer and let my brain kind of do its thing. And she wound, Jen and I were at a table by herself and she wound up coming to our table and we chatted a little bit. And finally I stopped and I said, I'm sorry, are you, are you Sylvia Moreno Garcia? Like the one who wrote Mexican goth. She's like, yeah. I was like, oh my God, I love the book. And we, I nerded out like hardcore and like did my best to be cool about it. Um, so chatted with her for like 20 minutes. That was cool. Gave her a business card and a copy of Season of the Bruja. You know, it only felt slightly tacky on my end, but I was like, screw it. I'm going to do it. Um, so, yeah. Uh, reminded me that I have to, I want to get her next book, which is The Daughter of Dr. Moreau, which looks really cool. Oh. I think we talked about okay. this not long ago. Yeah. Yeah, she cranked it out pretty fast. Makes you wonder if she wrote him kind of in tandem. Mm. Um, but yeah, no. Other than that, that was it. Was a good day. Yeah, I wasn't awkward at all. <laughs> Any more than usual? Any more than usual? Yes. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, that's the ticket. So yeah. I say it with love. Yes, I know. And how were your weekends, as it were? Um, I was just sharing the chat. I've been house-sitting since Friday, so I didn't really have a weekend. I had more like a the kind of weekend you have when you're a parent. Okay. Which is, you know, just like focusing on on other human beings' needs and uh, and right. n- not so much my own. I get that. You're always <laughs> yeah, kind of like... It's just like not a lot to tell. Um, two kids, uh, a bedridden grandma, two dogs, and a big old oh. house. Lots of stuff going on. And then there's right. like multiple groups of people traveling and coming and going. So there's a lot of arrangements that have to happen around that. Right. That's a lot. That's a lot to manage. That's a lot and to manage. That doesn't sure. sound like a relaxing weekend. <laughs> I mean, I'm no. I'm, I was say, I mean, it's like I'm not getting enough rest. Um, but if I'm not getting enough rest, it's because I'm dumb and I stay up too late every night. Because <laughs> there's no one to stop me. And how late are we staying up? Depends on the day. Mm-hmm. But two ish. Cheesy Pete. I mean, I guess I used to. It's my natural rhythm. I was just telling uh, Chris, if I, if it, if it wouldn't impact the rest of my life, like if I could manage everything in a normal way, like the other people do, like a human. Yeah, like if 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 the hours I keep didn't matter to anybody, I would ideally sleep two to nine thirty. Two. Two a.m. Even that's yeah. Okay, that doesn't seem that bad. That's seven and a half hours. Especially right. if you fall asleep pretty quickly. Uh, I don't. I have to make myself go to bed at 2. 2 is like 
this like theoretical limit where I'm like, it's late, go to bed. Still don't <laughs> want to. I'm not sleepy. Right. Yeah. Nope. I get that. Woo. <laughs> I don't remember much of my weekend. <laughs> I I I had a to do list of things that I'm still working on. So very like, well. Is, like it's a bunch of you know like I'm doing eBay stuff, going to the gym. Uh, I'm. St- Still review. I I need to sit down and review a list of therapists to go see. Um, had to reschedule a massage appointment. I have to email our property management company. You know, do they even boring. reply anymore? I, yes, they do. Oh, okay. They they just they reply as if they were the board collective. <laughs> like we are your management wow. team. What is it that you require of us? It's like who the fuck is we? We are the management team. Okay. <laughs> Great. That rocks. We are management. Resistance like is futile. Your rent is due yeah. on the first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is late after five business days. Yes. Um, yeah, m- mostly the, like I, I'm still, <laughs> I, I am still adjusting to life on the floor. Um, mm-hmm past couple of years I've been doing desk bound well for the better part of better part of two years I've been doing desk bound work for uh, Guardian Games doing a lot of administrative stuff and right. with the the job switches has me on the floor more so by the time I get to the end of Friday I'm like I am physically and emotionally exhausted I still have brain capacity, but whereas before it was, I used my brain all day and then I would get home and it would dribble out my ears. You could ask me to like, it's like, will you please lift that boulder from this side of the town and carry it to the other side of the town? Like, yeah, I can do that. Mm. It doesn't require thinking. I can pick that up and carry it. it does. Yeah. Mm. Right. But so it, it <laughs> is what it is. Yeah, that works. But yeah, um, but I do, I get that. Yeah, the whole drained out thing. Oh, yeah. And I'm still hitting the wall at like weird, like times of day where my body's just like, mm-hmm. you're done. You're going to sit on the couch for a couple hours. Like, all right. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. And, and I'm glad that you're listening to your body when it tells you that. Yeah, it's annoying because I've actually like, I've actually, like, there was a person we haven't seen in a few years now came to visit on Portland, and they were all still hanging out, and it was, like, 10 o'clock. I was like, I'm out. I can feel my body saying, go to sleep. So I went to sleep. Mm -hmm. I know it's probably for the best. I I know it bums you out, but we all, I'm going to speak for everyone who is friends with you. We very much appreciate it, and now we just appreciate whatever time that you can spend with us. Because we know the rest of the time you are doing what you need to do so that we have you long term. That's what I'm working on for sure. Yeah. So it's we'll we'll take whatever errand we can get. It's great. <laughs> Real okay. quick, not to like ruin this, you know, very very 
loving friend moment. But um, I, I absolutely love and appreciate the concept of listen to your body. But I mm. absolutely loathe the phrase, listen to your body. It bothers me like the way that? some people are bothered by the word moist. I knew you were going to use that as an example. <laughs> yeah, that I one I knew. Know why, but I uh, knew like, you were going to use that. Moist has a time and a place, you know. Leave leave moist alone, people. And uh, leave moist and, alone. And there are people that have a visceral reaction to the word moist. There are people I'm listening sure right now are, going, oh, "Yep, oh, <laughs> saying that came." And I'm sorry. Moist. Oh. You're absolutely allowed to feel that way. I know that people have different reasons for feeling that way. Um, and that's how I feel about listen to your body. It's just boogie. Listen to it's your just, body, it, 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 it feels gross. It is, it is kind of new age. We have to learn to listen to our body, boys and girls. I think it's because that's where that comes from. Like We get that from self-appointed the- health gurus. That that are taking shortcuts and coming up with catchphrases and ultimately just want your money comes back down to capitalism as evil. Yes. Yeah, I mean, sure. Wellness industry. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wellness should not be an industry. It. <laughs> it should be an infrastructure. Wellness industry hasn't been around that long. Yeah. Kind of like. Like most insidious capitalist things, just kind of creeped in there, and now everyone's doing and talking about it. I mean, look, mm-hmm. in the beginning, it was just so that Kellogg could convince people to not masturbate. <laughs> so we have, uh, what is it, Herschel Kellogg to blame for the, the wellness yes. industry? Yes. Yep. yep. Yeah, no, I think you're right. The name you of the movie, right. wasn't it? The, the Road, Road to, to wellness. wellness. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins yeah. played Kellogg. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what I was expecting when I watched that movie, and then I watched it, and I'm like, it's "Fucking weird." Wait, what is this telling me? Oh no, no, yeah. no. I was in my twenties, and I was too young to understand what that movie was about. When did that come out? The nineties. Like it's a late nineties movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, so remember whenever you have well, whenever you have frosted flakes, you're having the thing that Kellogg hated. That was yes. his, his brother came up with that one. So that's a way to stick it to him. Really that's any right. sugar. Very much so because his brother was like, We're not making any money. And his and Kellogg Prime was like, That's not why we do this, Kellogg Prime. <laughs> um uh, and then also know that whenever you have a graham cracker. Um, it was said, make sure that you didn't jerk off. So you can retain all your precious bodily fluids. I I also, uh, or I learned about that one recently. I didn't realize that there was a, there were multiple products on the market to keep you from touching yourself. Yes. And I just all like, of them, maybe, many maybe of them we really always related. were a stupid ass puritanical country. Yes. yes, I mean that's why the that's, that's yes that's the freedom that the pilgrims wanted. They looked at the Church <laughs> of England and were like, "You guys are way too progressive." Um, I believe the response to that: "Ding, ding, ding! We have a winner." <laughs> yeah, like 
And that's why, like, England said, you need to leave because you guys are, like, no fun. You ruin everything. Because remember, like, Christmas used to be illegal in America. Illegal? Yeah, because it was a Saturn. It's the yeah. Saturnalia celebration. Yeah. Right, right. I just I didn't realize it was. Yeah, no, it was it was illegal. illegal. Yeah. Well, during the like during the era of like the witch. <laughs> right. You know, like um, that's them. Those are the those are the people that wanted their religious freedom. Is those dudes? Right. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the freedom to be religious extremists. Um, did yes. they? What did they celebrate in the winter? They didn't. They, you just go the whole fucking winter without any joy or feasts? They don't. They went an entire fucking life without any joy or feasts. Yeah, joy was oh. bad. Who wants that? Why do people want meant, this? We were brought because, into this world to suffer. Like, that's the outlook. Yes, because all of the good stuff happens after you die and you go to heaven. Oh, my fucking God. I hate it. I, hate I mean, it, it, wasn't, so it wasn't like illegal how we know it, but it was definitely frowned upon. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sure. Sure, it's gonna get back that way. Yeah. Uh, Hisham in the chat's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'd be lost without my 59.99 meditation mat. I would assume that's because <laughs> at 59.99 it comes with a compass. So he never no never loses his joke. Okay. No, now oh, you I, have to explain I'd it. I'd be lost without my oh ah uh, Thanks, I hate it. What? what? Uh-huh. I so, only got yeah, dad jokes. No. I don't. I don't know Pilgrim. what you want from me. <laughs> Pilgrims were a joyless, joyless people. And mm-hmm. genocide. And I think, and Kellogg was like, uh, is he a religious scientist, he? or was he a? He ah no, that's right. He was a Seventh Day Adventist. They also do not like having fun. Um, I had a friend all through school and up into high school whose parents were so devout Seventh-day Adventists that they didn't watch a Saturday morning cartoon until they got to college because they go to church on Saturdays. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. I do think they started the first big uh, vegetarian movement in the United States, though. Because I feel like, as a church, they put out a book called, like, Return to Eden or something. I remember because my mom went through a phase where she was, like, not a Seventh-day Adventist, but she's like, they have a lot of good ideas. Um, oh, he's also the guy, I think, that loved to give people yogurt enemas. And including himself. Okay, yes, Kellogg was an advocate for vegetarianism in the yes. 40s. Oh, damn, he circumcised himself at 37. No! <laughs> Why? Um, was... Well, it's I, not I think as we've bad made a case for why he would have done such a thing. Ooh, not as bad as what he did to women and make sure they didn't masturbate, or what he suggested is to have mm. carbolic acid applied to their clitoris. Jesus fucking Christ. Well, that's so, the one thing you weren't supposed to do. <laughs> so you know what? what? That's a clip burning. You keep talking that. 
like the the people that he shared most in common with are religious extremist fundamentalists mm-hmm. 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 who believe in physical punishment for natural human activities yeah oh he did he also find fun. yeah he was big into eugenics mm-hmm. um yeah no he's good time good time guy uh, the two things I remember most about that movie, though, the road to wellness, was the um, yogurt enemas is my tuba kid rock. Nice. Oh yeah, Henry Ford was just a straight up Nazi. Um, Brad, <laughs> uh, I remember Road to Wellness was the first. It was because uh, I used to see this like an old black and white things that that like canvas like fire hose looking thing you strap around yourself and that shakes you on the machines. Oh, yeah. Like, I think he helped create those. House Mirror was a big deal because, like, I think it was the first time the model, Elle McPherson, did a nude scene. Like, it was nothing fancy. She was, like, in the river and, like, coming out of the river before putting a robe on. But that was, like, a big deal. In Road to Wellness? I think so. Um, I remember very It's been a long time. All I remember is that... Oh, Road to Wellville. Not... Oh. Wait. Yeah, the road to Wellville. Yep, in it. you're right. Yeah. Fucking Dana well, Carvey was well in Bill. it. Whatever. Um, Matthew Broderick. Oh, Bridget Fonda. Oh, yeah. It was a who's who of mid-90s darlings. Yep. Dana Carvey. Mm-hmm. Cole Meany. Oh. Yeah. John Cusack. Oh, yeah. It's got a hell John of a cast. Neville, Laura Flynn Boyle. Cameron Mannheim. She was everywhere in the mid-90s. Laura Flynn Boyle. Oh, yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other thing I really remember about it... Oh, wait. Hisham's right. Sirens was the Ellen McPherson one. I was one. just about to point that out, but I got distracted by the fact that I... <sighs> Googled Elle McPherson nude scene and there was porn. I'm like, I don't know why I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I'm not sure. Hey, what is that your boss's either. computer? I mean, in in that she owns it. You you say that like I'm the one who uses her, it. Her boss has also not had to have make a lot of questionable Google searches in order That's to true. find something that her, is Her legitimate. boss is a writer, so she is also on the FBI list for keywords in Google. Oh, fuck yes. <laughs> As we all are. Yeah, that's true. Um, I swear we'll get back to something. The other thing I really remember about The Road to Wellville, spoilers, is how it ends. Because Kellogg did have a massive heart attack, and he, like, died mm. immediately. But in the show, in the movie, Anthony Hopkins as Kellogg is going for his morning constitutional swim in ice cold water. And he's bouncing on the, the fucking springboard. And he kind of mm-hmm. does like, you know, like in those old timey videos, you see the guys do the that. Like on the yeah. mousetrap game. Um, yeah, he's literally going like that. And he puts his arms out and he goes and he goes. Ah! And they freeze frame and, and they're and they're like. Dr. Kellogg died on the spot. <laughs> but his legacy lives on. And then it just credits. <laughs> it's not the most serious of movie, and I don't even know if it's that good, but 
in my brain, it was good. It was so. weird. I it feel like I weird. also saw Sirens and remember nothing of it. It had yeah, Hugh I Grant don't... and Sam Neill and oh Portia God. de Rossi. Wow. This is weird. Wow. I don't even remember what the hell that one's about. I don't think it matters. Oh, it's about an artist, Norman Lindsay. Mm. That was Sam Neill. Mm. Well, look, they all can't be at the Mountains of Madness. Oh, shit. Ben Mendelsohn was in it. I always forget that there's oh, like yes, all, these non, all these non-American actors that had careers before they did a Star War. <laughs> or a Marvel. Or a Marvel, yeah. Or both. Right. Um, yeah, so there you go. Anyway. Uh, they even I remember they even put Ella McPherson on all of the posters. And on the VHS, it's just her topless from behind. Like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's about the time period. That makes sense. Yeah. Is she the one that also goes like over the top for Halloween? No. That is Ooh. the great Heidi Klum. Heidi Klum loses her mind. I mean, it's awesome. Yep. And I believe to date has not been problematic in her costumes. No, this year, did you see this year's costume? Was she the thing of meat or the earthworm? She was the earthworm. (laughs) And her husband was a fisherman. That's right. Uh, Wow. Yeah, Heidi Klum loves Halloween. Loves uh, it. She is. She goes all out. This woman is fifty-two. I love she's, it. Yeah, she's been oh, Fiona from Shrek. Shrek. She's been Jessica Rabbit. She's been old. She calls it old saggy tit Heidi. Mm-hmm. Um, she's gone as the weird werewolf cat from the opening of Thriller when Michael Jackson turns in and in the movie. Oh, he turns yeah. into the werewolf uh-huh. thing. Yeah, yeah, I found it. He's been, she's been a flayed person. She's gone as a Cenobite. Yeah, wow. she, that worm was. Something else. <laughs> worm was so weird. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's got him. Oh, there you go. So There's this granny, granny Heidi Klum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, granny. Gross. Yeah, I don't think anyone else goes as all out as she does. Um, no. Yeah, Bex mentioned it was, thought it was bacon and that, yeah, it was a weird interview. <laughs> um. So, yeah, there's that. That's things. Things have happened and stuff. How did we get onto the road to Wellville? You said uh, Wellville. We were talking about your health. Oh, you said, oh, oh you listen to your body. Because I hate the phrase, yes. listen yep. to your body. And I said, and that's probably Road to Kellogg's. wellness turned into road to, yeah. Sent us down that rabbit hole. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, wellness is also Thank inspiring. you for tuning in once again for what does ADHD look like <laughs> in ADHD, real time? The series. <laughs> 
Uh, wellness is also something that has inspired. So I'm taking part in the Storyteller Collective, write your first D&D adventure, like a one shot. Mm-hmm. And the concept of like a wellness retreat is what has inspired what I'm writing. You know, it's a wellness retreat in Ravenloft. It's fine. It's perfectly, perfectly fine. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I may be asking why. Well, we'll be asking for play testers in a couple weeks for sure. So, shocked. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's part of the program. Yeah. Got to do it. It's no choice. It's nothing. There's nothing for it. That's right. Nothing. There's nothing for it. You've been saying that a lot lately. What? There's nothing for it. I say it all the time. Oh, well, I'm hearing it more, I guess. Historically. Because the only other person I know that ever says that is Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> it's... There's nothing for it, Mr. Frodo. These are one of my knots. I, I think maybe it's not a popular American phrase. It might be more british Oh, like rubbish? With. Like the yes. rubbish bin? I love rubbish as a term. I know. <laughs> mm-hmm. We know you're on this show. <laughs> Anyway, Although, speaking of Lord of the Rings, I think I had a moment of weakness last night, and I think I ordered a sword. You by think, think you I believe I believe I ordered Aomer's sword. We're speaking in hypotheticals, but I get the feeling that it's not a hypothetical thing. It's hypothetical. Well, you were drunk and you don't days. remember, sure. No, I was not that. I was just exhausted and forgot pills and all that stuff. Do you have a, a, speaking of buying things, do you have a public wish list? I don't. I should have one. I had one for my family, but for the longest time, all it had on there was a kegerator and the box set of Werner Herzog movies. (laughs) (laughs) One of which I have, the other which is no longer in print, so it's a moot point. You know, I should create a public one. I I I think so, and it, like to peel back the curtain a little bit, we've been talking about this among ourselves, but that like that's a that that has become one of those acceptable ways to for people who are fans of an artist or entertainer to kind of show their appreciation and also. Um, support them in ways that aren't like there are people that can't go you know i would love to do five ten twenty dollars a month and sponsor you but i can't do that i can do this forty dollar thing this one time sure hmm um and and i i think that has become a, a very modern and very acceptable way to also show your support to people. Yeah. And I feel like it, and this doesn't make it a bad thing, but I feel like that really started with sex workers. Of course it did. Just like everything else. Just like VHS without VHS, we wouldn't (laughs) know without porn. We wouldn't have home video or Blu-ray or Blu-ray. That's true. Oh, that's right. Because vivid backed Blu-ray, not Sony HD. Yep. Yep. Right. Yep. Oh, I fucking forgot about that. Yeah, it's uh, or the internet, really. Yeah, and this goes like this is a nice counter also to 
everything that we were talking about earlier with Puritans, like we have advances because we address the, that we are realistic about the fact that we are human beings with needs and archaic made up rules because some fictitious thing in the sky told you to do it <laughs> is not helpful. But these things are, and they're here, and they're real. Sex is the and mother no, of invention. And no, no amount of graham crackers is going to make it go away. Nope. nope. That, I, I want that on a t-shirt, Bean. <laughs> what was it? Sex I is the mother of invention. There uh, you go. Norm also shared nope. a good one. Porn drives technology. It does. It does. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, no, it still does. The, the, the problem is the wrong people have forgotten that. Which people like that, are those? That's why the people that run the banking industry right now. Ah. Mm -hmm. The banking industry oh, is right. under every, I, I'm, I know I'm like, this is wildly off topic of what I was trying to talk about, but the banking industry it keeps receiving pressure after pressure after pressure to ban um, anyone who works as a sex worker from being able to have a bank account. You know, the thing that everybody needs that we are forced to have in a capitalist society in order to do any sort of commerce, mm -hmm. in order to give and receive funds you have to have a bank account and banks don't like they're being pressured to stop doing that with anyone who does any kind of sex work. Yeah. And, I and feel... that that umbrella is getting bigger and bigger and covers like it's starting to cover. I'm an Instagram influencer. Oh, that means you're a sex worker. No bank account for you. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I feel strongly that there, it is not a coincidence that, um, they're, uh, you know, they're coming after sex workers, a, a population that is primarily female, and women couldn't even have a bank account up until what, 1960? Credit or card of their own. Credit card, <laughs> credit credit card, card came too. later, like 1970-something. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, so part of me feels like, mm, I think it's less about being puritanical than it is about hating and controlling women. There's, that is one of the tenets of Puritan, Puritans. Right. Fair enough. They, they, are, they are the root of all evil. Well, also under the guise of raising them up as the perfect mother virgin, which is the only other way that Puritans viewed women. Yep. Doesn't work, doesn't work friends. No, not but very yeah, well. It's been out for a couple thousand years now, and it's not working. Give it up. But again, that's why, you know, Amazon wish lists, as much as I dislike Amazon, but yeah. Amazon wish list or coffee accounts or, you know, that was the whole thing about OnlyFans in the first place is that's what OnlyFans was supposed to do is be a more direct line than Patreon where you can just go, I like the content you create. Here's a bag of money. Mm -hmm. I give you a bag of money. You give me content. We're good. I saw the most fascinating thing on TikTok the other day. Uh, this person who is a small business owner and works on a, she's, they're not a nonprofit. 
but they they do not work towards profit. They are on a I think she called I think she just called it like a break even model. And so mm-hmm. everyone from the top down gets the same income across the board um, based on annual revenue. And if there ever is a profit, that gets divvied up amongst uh, amongst everybody else, as though it were an employee-owned company. Hmm. Um, it's not, but legally, or, you know, because of legal stuff. Uh, but on on in practice, it may as well be. Um, and the whole the whole thing had been shared as a uh, an argument against uh, capitalism and why it doesn't work and why people want you to think it works and how it got so embedded into our society. Uh, but I was, that's amazing. That's, I I really enjoyed that concept. I think I have that video bookmarked on Instagram. (laughs) I'll have to watch it. I don't Uh, I do because she talked. I don't think I shared it it to anyone. Maybe I I did. I I saw it about, if it's the same video, you said it was a hairdresser. No, no, I don't know no. what her business is. Okay. The the video I saw was a woman who was a hairdresser. She had four other hairdressers. Instead of paying minimum wage to each person or uh, above a certain minimum wage, she averaged out what everyone should make, and they all make the same. She's like, so I make this, they make this, they make this. We all make the same amount. That equals this, which is still in L.A., not exactly a living wage, but it gets you right. by. She's like, if I paid them this much, that means my payroll would be this amount of money and I would walk away with this. How is that fucking legal? Hey, I'm going to jump in here really quick and do a commercial break. First up, our longest sponsor, Guardian Games. Find them over at 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. They are quite simply the country's greatest game store. Um, you know, if you're... We talk a lot about like D and D and stuff like that, and the and the problems of scheduling and all that fun stuff. If you want to just kind of drop in uh, at Guardian Games on uh, on Tuesdays is D and D Adventure League night. So for those who are twenty one and over, you can pop on into the bar in the back, and there's a table set up where like you can literally grab a character that you want and join the game that sounds most interesting to you. Um, you're, of course, encouraged to come back every week because these are ongoing living campaigns that are designed by Wizards of the Coast for Adventure League play, and it's a lot of fun. Sometimes a lot of stuff is ran through Adventure League before it becomes officially published. Like, there was a Ravenloft adventure before Von Richten's Guide to Ravenloft came out. There was one that was basically a prequel to Curse of Strahd. So, Wizards does a lot of fun stuff with the Adventure League, and Guardian Games is one of their marquee stores, so they get all the cool swag. That's just one of the great things that happens at Guardian Games. And then, of course, before we get back to it, uh, Revnat, uh, Revnat's Hard Cider. It was cool to see folks last weekend at the Apple Fest. I, myself, have two separate ciders fermenting right now, thanks to the Apple Fest. Um... Abbey Spice is back, so get on your Abbey Spice, the Queen's Red, all kinds of just wonderful selections. And you can also give Revnat gift certificates. You know, if you've got a cider drink in your life and you're not quite sure what they would like from Revnats, get them a gift certificate. And we're in that season, so yeah, that's the smart call to make. So Revnat, Revnat's Hard Cider, uh, shop.revnat.com. I think it's .com. Either way. Let's get back to the show. She's like... 
what I would take home would be 55% of Oof. the income brought in. If I just paid minimum wage, that ended up being this amount. It's like, that's not okay. Wow. So yeah, I, I think it's the same video. I've, I have it bookmarked so I can share it when I'm having an angry day. <laughs> uh, and the reason I, I thought about that video is because uh, Norm was saying, uh, he's talking about um, when he becomes president, the, the federal bank system for sex workers only. Uh, and it reminded me of like, being a veteran, I have access to USAA, which is a, a veterans, uh, service members, veterans and families uh, bank bank banking company they do you know credits mm -hmm. uh and like auto loans home loans the whole nine um and they function as a non-profit i get a dividends check every year mm -hmm. um the problem with like at some point somebody had to put money in to establish that financial institution uh but but once you get the ball rolling there you go the money the money comes in costs are covered and then the profits go back to everybody mm -hmm. yeah you're good it would also be it, cool it, if uh post offices went back to also having banking agreed that's just that's fascinating gonna require, to read that's gonna about. require a lot more um it's getting pushed for cool. again so we'll see what happens it it requires first that lewis joy be removed Oh yeah, from his position, by and to they reinstate everything that he tore out of it, right? Oh, and also it make them not have to fund retirement for the next fifty years right now. Right, that's really fucking stupid. Yeah, by the what? way, everyone, that's why the post office quote loses money because the GOP, I think, back in like two thousand four, hoisted this on them and it passed. Mm -hmm. uh, the U.S. Postal Service which is a public service it is and it's not government it's actually it is a government service that is not funded in any way by taxpayers it's just not um yeah the the congress made them pre-fund all retirement for the next 50 years for anyone who ever works there so they're they've already paid for all that that's why they never have money They they could have more money, but they yes. we, we give it all to the military instead. I yeah. I remember There's seeing also but, that. I remember seeing yeah, but they didn't need it. Here's the thing: they didn't need it before. They were forced to fund fifty years ahead of time. Yeah. I don't they, they were deliberately that. yeah they were deliberately sabotaged so that they would could show see this is a failing system that's why we need to privatize it let's put it in the hands of FedEx and UPS it's like. How about not? They're logistic companies that cannot handle their own logistics. Yeah, no. 90% uh, of all UPS, FedEx, and DHL, if they're not in dense urban areas, the post office does the final leg of the drop-off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For almost all of it. And, and they charge more, so somehow it costs more. Mm -hmm. I will fucking take USPS over any other shipping service Oh, any, any day of the week, unless I'm like, yeah. unless I have to send it to a different country. And even then, you even do then. usually get a better rate uh, with mm -hmm. USPS. 
I don't, oh, yeah. like, I don't understand how people can always hate on the postal service so much. I'm like, maybe it's you. Maybe you're doing something taught. wrong because we've been, been taught, taught and conditioned. That's why, like, even no, it has been a deliberate like campaign to smear anything perceived like with any kind of like strong government ties. But that also is insidious and in that it leads to like, I remember myself in like the mid nineties, like laughing at like every like dehumanizing Hillary Clinton joke. Cause if it's just the only thing you hear forever and you get convinced that it's the truth, it, your brain just becomes rewired that way, mm-hmm. you know? And I saw all those same arguments resurface when she ran for president. Um mm-hmm. I even saw from friends like I just I just can't trust her. I don't like her. I'm like, why? And they would bring up shit that like they remember as a kid, Rush Limbaugh saying. I'm like, yeah, none of that was true. Like we were all conditioned to hate her. Because she okay. was like the first late the first first lady where you got an idea where like the president ran almost everything past her of like, what do you think? Well, and because she was and ironically enough, also that she didn't divorce him. That was the one I also thought was really hilarious. The right wing hated her for sticking by his side. Damned if you do, damned mm-hmm. if you don't. If she had left yeah. him, they would have demonized her for that. Yeah, no, I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, you know, especially if you allege to be Christian. <laughs> right. Also, we need to abolish Citizens United. Our system's never going to get better until that goes away. And I don't see that going away for 20 years at least. Hey everybody, how's not it going? With, not without a not without a big nudge. Yeah. And this has been Geek in the Government. That's right. <laughs> Where we don't pay for shit. What should we do? We pay for restream, we pay for hosting, we pay for equipment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, we, we pay for a lot. So we do. We should Which, have again, public Amazon wish lists. <laughs> We should have public Amazon wish lists. So much so that, you know, I, I think there are some folks out there that would be fine um, being able to pick up a sword for you. <laughs> well, you got to pick up another one because I'm pretty sure I got one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was I, a toss up between Aomer and um, Boromir's sword. I went for Aomer. Uh, of the sword replicas from that, I think the one that I really liked was, um, what was uh, Liv Tyler's elf's name? Who was she? Arwen. Arwen. I liked Arwen's sword. It it was an elven blade, and it was curved mm-hmm. in a very strange way that made it feel like, at least when I held it, it felt like it was an extension of your arm. Yeah, it's got a slight S-curve to the whole thing. Yeah, I, I, I kind of dig that. Yeah. Uh, my sister, my sister-in-law, Laura, has the Arwen, the Arwen sword replica. So uh, every time I hear Hada, that now, I think of... Huh? All the sword's the, name? The Hadafong? Hadafong? Yeah, everything has a fucking name in Tolkien. I always liked uh, Legolas's fighting knives. I thought those were cool. Mm-hmm. You know, all the Elven stuff has that slight bend to it. Um, uh, I'm I'm curious then. What would if we were to 
put them together like would we well not what would be on a show one like because i'm sure that we could come up with very practical ones that could be on a show it's like, oh, we all need new headphones, or we need a new mic, or we need new cables, things like that. Yeah, sure. Things that aren't, like, we've already used uh, sponsor money to pick up new things. These are just extras or replacements. Um, yeah. What would you put on a personal wish list? Oh, man. I don't... I honestly don't know. I think part because I go through... So much of what I like now seems like it's more practical, like, you know, more candle making equipment. Like, I'd love something so I can make pillar candles. I still don't have mm-hmm. the equipment to make those. Those look cool. Um, yeah. Uh, like, random brewing things that would come in handy. Like, I would like a beer gun. Um, it's not as wacky as it sounds. It's called the beer gun. It allows you to fill bottles from a tap without oh, okay. it overflowing or creating any kind of like um, backflow or anything. That's less exciting than I was hoping for. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not as exciting as you think. Or like a glycol chiller. And that is exactly what it sounds like. It's a chiller that runs glycol through it. So like when it's 98 degrees out, I can ferment a lager at like 45 degrees. But they're like 300 bucks. And every few years, you have to replace it with that horribly toxic glycol fluid. I'm assuming it's toxic. Okay. Yeah. Um, swords, yes. <laughs> not, not katanas. I feel like there's a... Yes, there are sword people. But then I think you get this weird division. You've got people that like historical replica swords. I feel like you have people that like movie replicas and even with that that's a breakup there's lord of the rings you know there's middle earth and then there's everything that's not middle earth like blade sword or this or conan Mm -hmm. sword um subset of that are the anime sword people Mm -hmm. um and then just katana dudes Yeah, usually I are, what's the term when you are when you fetishize Japanese culture? Because that's yeah. the same thing. They're the same ones that are like their second date is like, yeah, I'm gonna take her to the Japanese tea or some morning place in like the Japanese gardens. You know. I don't know. I, I feel like those could be classier. Uh I get squeamish. Brad, I think, I, yeah, good. Sorry. Of... Otaku just means fan. Yeah. So that's a, that's a, a normal amount of fandom. A yeah. weeaboo is a Japan an obsessed Japanophile. Does does the where does the phrase come from? Like, what does it mean? Is it like a portmanteau of something? I don't think so. I don't know what the what the origin of weeaboo is. I know that uh, weeaboos don't like being called weeaboos. Well, then maybe stop it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I get a little bit freaked out about katanas, uh, weirdly, because when I was like 20, 21, uh, I was still in the army, friends threw a Halloween party. And uh, at some point in the night, one of the kids who lives in this apartment uh, busts out his katana to show it off. And I mean, that's like, going to happen. 
he's yeah he's so he's showing it off and then another guy puts his forearm out like this <laughs> and then the katana guy puts the katana on his arm like this and they lock eyes with each other and then he slowly pulls it down and he cut his arm just wide open almost down to the bone and i had to be the one to drive them to the fucking hospital and that's why did they lock eyes was I it don't, like a I think it was like a game was of it like chicken. a sex thing Oh. I don't know. I don't really know like what went through their minds. Um, I'm going to cut I you. Think, no, you're not. I think the guy who got cut didn't think the other guy was going to do it. And the katana guy maybe just didn't understand that it's a real fucking sword. I don't know. I couldn't even tell you those guys' names anymore. But but yeah, yeah. that happened. And I was uh, I was I had gone to that party with my one of my friends, and I was the DD. Uh, between the two of us, so what a fun Halloween for you! I know um, <laughs> before car services, you know. Uh, so yeah, I was I the only sober person who could take these kids to the hospital. Worst Halloween ever. I have some real problems with this. Um, either they sharpened the fuck out of replica sword. Yeah, those are which, hard to get an edge means- on them too. Yes, they are because they're made of shitty material. I yeah, they're made to hang. Or or that was an actual katana, which means there's some family out there that's missing their family fucking sword, and that bothers me deeply. I mean, there is a very rare third option in that somehow if he was in the army and he didn't have any other place to spend money, you can commission a legit katana that they will make for you you're dropping like five grand yeah if you're buying a modern one okay that's fine yeah yeah yeah, do they not make them anymore ever uh that's what i assumed they do that they're as rare as like if you were to buy a real working because there's like the replica swords we're just hanging up and maybe cosplay with and then there are like stage combat ready swords they're always blunt but they're made to kind of womp on each other mm-hmm. remember um, when we yeah yeah sorry I didn't and then that. you can commission you could go to a real good blade you know blacksmith and be like i want a two-handed whatever half hand and a right. half sword you're gonna pay out the nose for it um i mean even back in the day the only people who used swords were rich nobles Swords were yep. fucking expensive. Soldiers had pikes. <laughs> and um, spears. And sp- Yeah, spears, pikes, maybe a hammer. Yeah. yeah. It was a little bit of metal on a long piece of wood. Um, yeah. yeah. Do you remember when we went to Astoria a couple of years ago? And we went to the Maritime Museum there. Oh, yeah. And there yeah. was a section about World War II. Where well, they're re- they're returning the flags, right? The family flags. Returning the flags, but that also gets into swords because you're set with your sword too. Um, like family swords were taken during World War II from Japanese soldiers, mm. right? Like, and and they are family heirlooms essentially. Yes, like mm-hmm. one of our family swords was stolen. Like our families, we have uh, the Hashitani name is not a samurai name. Wakasukis are not samurai. We're farmers. Um, somewhere along the, the it, it comes from my grandfather's side of the family. 
Um, but we had a katana and a wakazashi that were presented because someone at some point signed up and was basically a working man samurai. Um, sure. The wakazashi was stolen sometime during my when my dad was a teenager. He's pretty sure by someone that he brought over to the house and he was showing them the swords and then one of them got stolen. Yeah. Wow. At present, the katana is in uh, Montana with my aunt. Hmm. But yeah, like that shit happens. <laughs> and those are the sort like this is a thing that just sits in a scabbard and they're really fucking sharp. So yes they are um they are designed to yeah. just drag across the skin and cut it open like at halloween parties uh-huh <laughs> what would you folks put on your on your uh your wish list your listener supported wish list cable are you prepared mm. for this um i think the easy answer is lego yeah but Honestly, I, I don't know. Um, I, I tend to put together a wish list that, uh, like, has things that I wouldn't, that I would buy myself, but only after, like, well, I paid this bill, I paid that bill, I've taken care of this much groceries for the month, I've done this, I'll go ahead and buy that. And like, sure. I think there's like a sixty dollar Trek book that's uh, on my wish list. I don't even know that my wish list is public. Um, boring adult things like compression socks, um, so that I can stand all day on wish. concrete. Hmm? I'm gonna go look at my wish list. I know it. it's so dated because it used to be I would just send that to my mom. Like, here, she's like, Mijo, what do you want? I'm like, here, just here. Um, yeah, r- random Trek things, random. Yeah, Lego is hard because I always tell people, like with Lego, just buy me whatever. And it doesn't (laughs) matter if it's the, it's like, well, we don't want you to, we don't want you to have the same thing. It's like, I, I will just build a bigger version of the one thing. I don't, (laughs) that's how Lego works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If I get, if I get three Quinjets, I make a giant Quinjet (laughs) (laughs) or I make a fleet of Quinjets. It doesn't matter. Um, so, and Lego is always something. It's like I'm always going to buy myself some Lego. So, right that that feels less like an own. I don't want to put that onus on other people. But I, you know, things that would bring me joy that I would, I would not feel uncomfortable if complete strangers or partial strangers, people I've not met in real life, went. Here, I bought a thing for right. you. Cool. Thanks. Yeah, I'm looking at mine right now. It currently has... I don't even need that anymore. Okay, it currently has two things. One is a Mushrooming with Confidence book. That is the book recommended by the Black Forager on her TikTok page. So she's like, get this book. In a really aggressive way, because that's how she always talks. Um, oh, Alexis. Uh, Alexis, what's her last name? With the big know. glasses? Yeah, I mean, her handle is the Black Forager, so I don't uh-huh. feel bad saying that. No, uh, I just oh, and then a, a, there's a I have a sous vide cooker mm. on my list. You know, 
Uh, Gimli's axe. I should put Gimli's axe on my list. I've been. I almost did that. You know. But like, really dumb stuff. Not dumb. It's not dumb. It's not dumb. You're right. Yeah, currently my wish list is a combination of both uh, things I want to buy later and things that I that would actually fit on a wish list. Like there's there's a Star Trek costumes five decades decades of fashion on, on the Final Frontier. It's a sixty dollars well, book. It's a, it's a gorgeous cool. copy table. Book. Yeah, uh, not quite white. Losing and finding race in America. Um, a bunch of Trek badges. But then I have things that, like, oh, I, I'm already planning on buying this, like um, backpack cat carriers. <laughs> I have one of those on my list, too. Yeah. And and and, uh, and compression socks. <laughs> wow. Uh, Cable, did what? you get any of those targeted ads for, like, horror-themed compression socks? No, I have not. Oh, rude. I did. Mm-hmm. I get target... What targeted ads do I get? I get targeted ads for like horror dress clothes, which is how I ended up on Creepy's radar, or how Creepy ended up on my radar. Almost all of mine are usually some kind of food or drink, witch shit, and RPG stuff. That's ninety percent of what I and they get me a lot. <laughs> so yeah, I get a lot of game stuff. Surprisingly, yeah, it's almost like I work at a game store. Yeah, um, yeah, I get weird shit. So I'm, 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 I'm as we're talking, I'm adding stuff. Ooh, yes, I have. I have one that's dedicated for pottery stuff, um, and that one is it's not public public, but like people can access it if I give them the link. Um, and then the other one is like cable. Like like it's, it is a combination of uh, things that I I'll, I'll probably buy at some points, you know, they're not like fancy or expensive, but they're also not necessary. Um, and other stuff that is like real wish list items, like the, like the Dyson air wrap, uh, kit, uh, or like this really nice food processor that I've been wanting for a long time, but it's kind of spendy. Um, Ooh, what is it? It's, uh, I believe it's the Cuisinart uh, 8 cup. Is that right? Oh, okay. It's the big oh. boy. That's what I have. It's, it is a big boy. Yeah, it's and it's nice too. Um, and expensive. Uh, but, but the rest of the stuff is, is really just like anything. Books, movies, uh a couple of manga and comic book things, uh, plant stuff, witch stuff, skincare, random stuff that I'm like, oh, that would be interesting to try. Um, bullet journaling supplies, mm. yeah. home yeah. decor, plant care stuff. I've, there's a bunch of plant stuff on mine where I'm like, that would be really nice to have. Can I live without it? Yes. But I have a super like bougie coffee maker, like, the you light a little tea light under it and then it does like the reverse whatever uh i have an ember mug on mine that's another like kind of spendy one what's an ember mug it is a 
uh, oh, I'm going to show you the one I have here at work. It's this uh, electric powered mug and it's got this, uh, this is how it charges on the bottom. It keeps your, it, it stays hot. So it's almost like a, oh, okay. like a, like those candle warmer things, kind of like yeah. that, but for your, for your coffee, your tea mug. That's cool. Yeah. And it syncs up to your phones. You can be like, this is a cup of coffee. This is the temperature I like for my coffee. And that's really great for someone like me who gets like hyper-focused and like three hours later, I still have three quarters of a mug full of coffee. <laughs> right. I still want it, but it's not very good. And it's but now it's that weird kind of like lukewarm room temperature coffee with milk. That's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, I'll drink like it. I go, like I, I go like through it. like weird things that I see. I'm like, I wouldn't mind having one like this. It's an outdoor cast iron stove or fireplace. What Ooh. made for made for tents? Like mm-hmm. my days of tent camping are over. Aside from the random Renaissance fair or pirate shit, why do I need that? Because it looks cool. For you know, for when we hit the survival days. Yeah, like I see, like completely a- collapses. Yeah, I get ads for like these really fancy tents. I'm like, oh, that looks fun. I'd spend I a too. long weekend in that. Well, now I absolutely have to look at Instagram and see what targeted ads I get right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then stuff when I mention it, people are like, really? You would want that? Um, like... And this will make it seem like I'm also someone that's obsessed with like Japanese culture, but like very specific soy sauces and fish sauces. Ooh. But it's because I know they're the best. <laughs> yes, but that does not make you a that does not make you a weeaboo. That does not make you an otaku. Like that, that's true. It just makes me a you are food nerd. You're looking at it because you have tried other things, and that is your preferred. Versus, right. I only want this because it's Japanese. Oh right. no! Uh-uh. Like just just deciding that something is intrinsically better because it's Japanese, even if you have no firsthand knowledge or experience of it. Right, because that usually doesn't extend to Japanese people. It only extends to what's what is made in Japan, mm-hmm. but but not people, because mm-hmm. fuck people. Ew. I. Sorry, I've had a few conversations over the past few days about Orientalism in gaming and popular media. media. Wow. Fucking cyberpunk. See, I just went down the fucking rabbit hole of... It's all that one brand, Haku Japanese. Like, Cable, I think you gave me... I gave you one of the barrel-aged fish sauces, like the whiskey barrel-aged... Yeah, yeah, man. Merrick still like... thanks you very much for that. Oh, man. Of course. Cherry blossom soy sauce. I don't even know what that would taste like, but it sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, barrel-aged shoyu. Oh, my God. I got to quit looking at all this shit. And a little goes a long way, so a bottle does last you all year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. Anyway, hey. We, we got about we 10 went minutes on a left. Lot, yeah, we went on a lot of tangents there, but overall, that was a support artists and entertainers that you like in whatever way you can. Um, yeah. 
Was this is our way of saying that we're going to share our um, our Amazon wish list with the listeners? I oh, suppose so. I, mean, <laughs> I just cleaned mine up. It currently has Star Trek badges and a couple books. I've taken off all the things that are actually. I forgot that I created another wish list that is actual uh, an actual shopping list for me, mm-hmm. and that one's private. My my wish list is public, so I'll 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 put that out there. I'll yeah I'll I'll do something. All right. Well, now everyone's you know, just shopping online. I know. Now I'm just looking at stuff like. <laughs> You know, I'm like, let me see. Now I'm going to look it up, see if it's even available. <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go backwards into horror for a second. Um, okay. <laughs> only to say that uh, uh, a few things. Um, Alex Spieth, who we had on the, the show a couple weeks ago, who is yes. in town for the, the Portland Film Fest showing Stag, who's still getting awards and accolades for that, just broke down her first script, her script for her sophomore movie. Oh, nice. Uh, I believe the title of it is Immaculate. So uh, that's exciting. Um, oh, she's going to stick with those one word titles, huh? Yeah. XKI, um, their movie or her movie. Um, Black Lake, I think it is. Yes. Um, that is that has a director's cut and is being released. So that's going great for them. Nice. And then um, uh, Witch Hunt Theater's um, The Dinner Party that's coming up. Um, there are only three out of six nights left available. Wow. That's doing very they well. Sl- yeah, they sold out um, one night before tickets went off of um, early bird, uh, cheap early bird tickets to regular mm-hmm. tickets. So, like, the 19th already sold out, like, before they it bumped up on November 1st. Dang. So, yep. Um, just, uh, like it's awesome that we have interacted with all of these people and that uh, they are all doing well. Like uh, I, I, I know that the show and us as individuals have been really proactive and really supportive of women working in horror. Um, right. But yeah, it's, it's, it's great to see them doing well. So that's that I actually don't know. If Alex is- yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if uh, Alex's next movie is actually horror, but it's the one about the, the GameStop employee, right? I thought it was kind of horror. I'm trying to remember. We'll find out. Huh. I don't know. Well, we may have to get to yeah, She Hulk she- another time. <laughs> Seems like. We may have to. I think that might be yeah. fine. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Go watch She Hulk. Uh, Black Panther Wakanda comes out this Saturday or Friday, so you know. I know I'm. I might just like run and maybe just go on a matinee on Friday or something. Mm. We shall see. Bad idea. Oh, jeez. Don't you work on Friday? Veterans Day. 
Oh, is it? Yeah. Which for okay. uh, is a paid holiday at Milkfed Criminal Masterminds. Right. Um, but also, I, also the next. What? Isn't it also Armistice Day? World War One Armistice Day? Was yeah, they re- they rebranded. Yeah, that's what I thought. I mean, I, whatever. I just uh, like fifty years ago. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's the same thing. I just... Sorry, I got. We were one on the brain because a couple days ago I decided to watch the new version of All Quiet on the Western Front on Netflix. First off, it's really good. Um, you know, watch it on the strong day because it's still fucking All Quiet on the Western Front. So, not the most uplifting movie. Um, Noted. I did it. I did it back to back. I watched that and then I popped in my my Blu-ray Criterion of. Um, oh my god! I just went blank. It's one of Kubrick's earliest movies. Anyway, it's got Kirk. No, it's got Kirk Douglas. It's also a World War One movie about three Frenchmen who refuse to go fight, so they're put up on the firing squad. Passive Glory, still one of my Mm. favorite Kubrick films ever. Uh, Also, not super uplifting. (laughs) A Kubrick film? What? Yeah, as I mean, there aren't any like happy World War One movies. Like, I know we, like, glorify World War Two, and you can make wacky adventures during World War Two. You can't do that in World War One. They're, like... That was an ugly war, and there really wasn't, like, good guys and bad guys. It was just, like, you know, gang colors throwing up fire. Oh, you picked on so-and-so, so now I gotta fucking declare war on you. That's... And also, it was, like, it was, like, machine guns versus horses. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> And then what? Did, and what did those horses even do to you? Nothing. I don't know why I said it that way. Nothing. Stupid horses. Anyway. Very well. Well, let's wrap it up. Don't have <laughs> any good. idea what we're going to do next week. Maybe we'll show off stuff that our listeners got for us. Ooh. Ooh. Or didn't? It's fine. There's no, no. pressure, and we'll guilt them for that. <laughs> There's this there's this hint on the floor. Did you did you mean to drop that? The one in the chat? <laughs> it just fell. Oops. You can see all the like Aaron's weird, like you know stuff, things he's into. I'm gonna click it. It's all probably it. too ex- it's all probably too expensive too, honestly. That's the other thing. All my shit's expensive. What? No. What? Whoa. You can I can bring up nice. What? I can I can bring up comments. Pow, nor from Texas. That's not wrong. Just means you got taste. <gasps> That's magical. Man, oh. restream. They've really leveled up from the last time we used it. Yeah, they have. What I'm gonna put in. Bam. Bam. I gotta stop. What the? Found a new toy. Okay. Uh, with that, I'm Aaron Durant. I'm Beanerita. I'm still Cable Hush Tommy. And we will speak to you all next week. <laughs>